Welcome to Millennials in Healthcare. I'm the Millennial, Miguel Johns, here with my special guest, the first guest, first episode, Leanne. Introduce yourself, Leanne. I'm Leanne Moore with uh, Go Big with Leanne, and I also work at Via Christi um, Weight Management. Awesome. So tell us a little bit uh, about your background, how you got involved at Via Christi, but even take it back a little further. What attracted you to a healthy lifestyle? Yeah, so it's kind of a funny story. <laughs> so, But I'll just be... Um, really brutally honest and just put my story out there. So I was in the military. And so when I first moved out of my parents' house, I um, had that little episode that a lot of people have gained the uh, freshman 40, even though I wasn't in college. (laughs) And so I was a traditional guardsman with the Kansas Air Guard and we had guard drill. And that was back when you had fatigues where you They're like jeans. Mm -hmm. So if you gain weight, you can't get those suckers on. (laughs) So August guard drill, when I was 18 years old, I got up and couldn't fit into my uniform, which was mortifying. So I had to call my commander and say, "Um, I came up with some really horrible excuse because I was going to have to miss two days of work. So... Uh, which I f- still am, you know, saying penance for that, <laughs> for that lie. But so um, thank goodness, kind of a weird, I had a really bad case of strep throat right after that. So I lost about 10, 15 pounds just from that. And so the next month I was able to just barely squeeze into my uniform. Um, but unfortunately that weekend we had what they do group weigh in. Um, in commander's call, I was one of two females in an all-male unit. Oh, so wow. they weighed us in the middle of this circle of men. <laughs> and they yell out, um, hey, we're going to have to put Airman Hall on the Chunky Chicken program. Oh, no. And so that moment, I, I just vowed to myself that this is never, ever going to happen to me again. So that was when I was 18, and now I'm 51. So um, it's been quite the journey of like taking responsibility for my health because the issues that I had... My roommate's boyfriend worked at Domino's, so free food when you're 18. Who can can't, turn that can't down? Beat that. You know, yeah, but it, um, but it was really going to have a negative impact on my career because in the military you have to meet weight standards, mm-hmm. um, and I knew that I wanted to, you know, um, make the military life a career. So I'm like, I got to get this under control. So that's where it kind of started, and I decided I needed to take ownership and start, you know, eating a little bit healthier, um, getting in better shape, um, and then just kind of evolved from there. Um, years later, I ended up um, getting a job at Via Christi. Um, in weight management and my degrees in psychology and the manager said well I've never hired anybody with a psychology degree. And I'm like, why haven't you? Yeah, you know, it seems to it yeah. seems to make a lot of sense to have someone with a psychology degree on a weight management team. So that's um, that was back in like 1998. Okay. And so it's just kind of taken a lot of twists and turns um, from there. But uh, my main passion is I don't want ever anybody to ever feel that what I felt on that scale that day. And I know that was just a short period of my life. So I know my feeling of just like how mortified I was mm-hmm. um, in the world that we live in today. That it's probably happening to people on like lots of moments of their basis, life yeah. on a regular <laughs> basis. And so, I mean, I I've, can never say that I've walked in their shoes, but I do have that one memory that kind of keeps pushing me forward to be compassionate and to be really um, in the driver's seat of helping people um, take charge of their health. Awesome. Awesome. And were you able to make yourself vulnerable and tell that story fresh out the gate when you started living a healthy lifestyle? Or did it take you some time to kind of open up about that experience? Well, when I when it first happened, I would kind of joke about it. Mm-hmm. But to really share the story from a point of being really authentic about it took quite some time. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would probably say probably about 10 years ago is when I decided, you know, I just really need to be totally brutally honest yeah. about this story. So it does. It takes it takes a lot of courage to be that vulnerable. Yes. And um, I 
had a reputation of being, you know, the healthy one. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people didn't know about that struggle in my life. So I thought it was important um, as a health educator to let people know that, you know, I've have experienced some of what they're going through to be just totally authentic with them. So they'd build that trust. Very cool. Yeah. Very cool. I love that. Um, I actually, not to um, put the attention on me, but I just posted um, just last week. Um, sharing a little bit of my entrepreneurial experience right. going from health coach to entrepreneur back to living a healthy lifestyle. And last year, Collins can relate to this. Um, we thought that the hustler mentality was the only mentality <laughs> uh, and yeah. actually just got extremely unhealthy. Oh, my goodness. Uh-huh. Um, at least in my standards, of course, could still run and stuff. Right, but, right. Um, but man, it was we were low on energy, relied on coffee, mm-hmm. relied on fast food. <laughs> man, oh, yeah. We we're sitting in... Uh, um, San Francisco to start the year and we had just got through with a super tough year um, and we were just like man we're gonna get back into it yeah. we're gonna get on these routines we're gonna work a lot less right. um, and yeah. work a lot better <laughs> yeah because you know when you're putting good food into your body and you're getting that exercise you can work less and be a lot more productive yes. but I went through that hustle mode as well so I was just kind of busting through life and just thought the more I did the better it had to be and kind of got you know I've been on and off track on my healthy eating just mm-hmm. like everybody else yep. and exercise and you have injuries and things that set you back yep. but at the end of the day you know you just have to focus on those 1% changes that you can do um, and not because there's no end point yeah um, and that's what's so overwhelming for a lot of people that are like, I just want to get there. And I'm like, um, I, hate, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but there's nowhere to get, you know, which is is a good thing as well. So mm-hmm. it's just it's a process. It's a journey. It's you know, and we don't have to become a marathon runner or, you know, become a vegan or anything. Mm-hmm. We just have to make a little bit better choices each and every day um, and then educate yourself along yeah. the way, because there's a lot of misinformation out there. I found that, you know, a lot of people think that just by going to the gym, you know, and I'm like, you can't outrun your fork. There's, yeah. It's virtually impossible to outrun a Big Mac, you know, yeah. especially for the average American. Now, you young folks. We can get may, away with it you, for a little yeah, bit, for you, now. But for I'm now. noticing that I yeah, cannot not, get away with it like this. Yeah, yeah, and, you know, the other thing that's changed over these years is, you know, probably before you guys were born, there was maybe one fast food restaurant, you know, for every 10 miles. That's crazy. And now, I mean, food is available 24-7. It's really pretty inexpensive. Um, And so people think eating healthy and taking care of themselves is expensive, but really it's not. But it does take some practice and some education and having someone kind of on your side to guide you through it. So, man, it's it's just a, it's a tough road. Yeah, that is, that is really interesting. That's something that um, we haven't really discussed. We were, we've watched a few documentaries where it talks about portion sizes right. just grown massively. Yes. Um, and it showed like a, a cupcake now versus like this tiny little cupcake. Yes. Then. Yeah. Um, but I was unaware of the amount of fast food chains that have popped up. Oh, yeah. um, but it makes sense because now when you look at like a Subway or McDonald's, you're like, right. we have locations in all these places. Yeah. I was like, wait a second. What was it like? Yeah, just a little bit ago. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So for your generation, you may not have that memory of mm-hmm. it not being available. But for, for our generation, you know, it was a special treat to go out to eat. We didn't, you know, it was like a a big event in the family to mm-hmm. go to a restaurant. And so I try to keep that kind of sacredness of yeah. going out to eat. I have some pretty, I live by rules um, in my life. And, you know, people say that's maybe your military background, but I have found in our day and age that without um, having those guidelines, rules, boundaries or whatever, you'll just be unhealthy. Yes. And so in extreme situations, you have to do extreme things. Mm-hmm. And the times that we're living in around health is pretty extreme. Yeah. I mean, would you agree? There's, <laughs> yeah. there's, we're not going in a gr- great no, direction. No, it's uh, unfortunately, <laughs> chronic right. diseases on the rise 
our background, of course, being in diabetes technology, one in 11 Americans right now, supposed to grow to one in three in these next 25 years, which is very unfortunate. Um, Yes, it is an extreme time for health. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's sad to me. It breaks my heart because there's so much that we can do as individuals um, for ourselves. And what I found is when people just have someone on their side, coaching and guiding them just a little bit, they're able to make those changes. But unfortunately, um, we have this mentality that we should just be able to do it. Mm -hmm. Um, And what's going to happen in that is you're going to be unhealthy Um, because we don't, our brain is wired for pleasure. So our brain is always going to seek that pleasure and exercise and broccoli probably don't fall into the pleasure (laughs) category. So, you know, we have to put on our our big girl panties and big boy boxer shorts and just get her done, you know, because the motivation, I just had this conversation with two people yesterday, the motivation most likely is not going to show up. And if Mm. it does, it's very fleeting. So it's going to come and go. And then you're going to think you're broken. Yeah. when in reality, everybody has those same issues. So that's the other reason I, I'm very vocal and open about my own story, because I think it helps um, other people realize like, oh, if Leanne struggles with this, then okay, <laughs> then, <laughs> then I'm not so alone. And, yeah. you know, and so I'm just passionate about being as open as I can be about, you know, yeah, I ate it package of cookies, you know, I can't have cookies in my house. I'll eat them all. (laughs) I mean, I will eat all of them. There's like no off button. So, you know, the closer, the closer things are to us, the more likely we're going to partake in them. Mm. And then, you know, so you want to keep healthy things close to you and unhealthy things, leave them at quick trip or wherever, (laughs) leave them on their shelves as much as as possible. So two things you mentioned, I want to, I want to hit on. Um, The first one that I absolutely loved, the motivation is fleeting. So one of my favorite quotes now um, is you never, uh, well, this is the motivational quote is you never feel like it, but it's, um, the other side of that is the, uh, feeling follows action. Yes. So there's so many yeah. days where, um, the, the famous thing you think of is I'm too tired to exercise today. <laughs> yeah. No way. When right. you don't realize that exercise is what gives you the energy. Yeah. And me and Collins would joke about this when we're at OptiLife. Yeah. Um, we'd be sitting in the sauna, like, I was just tired a second ago. Now I got all this energy. Yeah, and I feel great. Yeah, yeah, but it's getting through that barrier yes. of understanding like, oh, once I actually do this, I'm going to get the energy in return. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and that's why I always encourage people to like, okay, you're going to report back to me after you mm-hmm. do it. So I had a gal just yesterday reach out to me on Facebook, a high school friend. She goes, I need to get exercising, but I just can't seem to do it. And I said, well, tell me what time you're going to do it tomorrow. Uh-huh. Um, and she's like, no, I'm going to be tired and hot tomorrow. And before I had a chance to respond, she goes, those are just excuses. I said, I said, yes. So um, it's just we have to um, take action as quick as possible. Mm -hmm. And then go in public, as you know, with your goals and your attention doesn't mean you have to post on Facebook, but tell somebody and drag drag in someone with your goals, you know, get an accountability buddy, you know, because um, we all need that. Yeah, it makes a big difference having that person in place that is going to check in on you. Um, You know, some people would call that negative motivation, (laughs) whatever it takes to get. And then once you get some momentum going, it's much easier to go the next time. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, Then the other thing you mentioned that I really want to hit on, um, you said you have your own personal rules. Now, there's Mm -hmm. a book that just came out by Ray Dalio, who's owns the largest hedge fund in the world called right. Principles. Right. Um, and it's all about his life rules. Oh, wow. So I was awesome. super pumped to hear that. Yeah. yeah he um, um, unbelievably uh, successful in the investment world, which is like the biggest payoff world, of right. course. Yeah. Um, and what's funny is when he was working, you had to have a billion dollar net worth to even speak to him. And then you had to make a hundred million dollar deposit, um, which is wow. so that shows his level. Uh, yeah. um, but what's fascinating 
is his principles are so simple. Right. So you see this guy and you think, I could never, never be did. this guy right. type deal. Right. And then when he breaks it down, um, it's just these simple life rules that he rolled out every single day mm-hmm. and yep. followed them over time. And one of his favorite ones was meditation. He actually yeah. said transcendental meditation um, was by far the most beneficial thing that he ever did in his life. Right. Um, and again, you think Wall Street, what pops in my head is Wolf of Wall Street. I'm uh-huh. like, these guys right. don't meditate. Yeah, no. <laughs> no, they do lots of other things, yeah. but not meditate. <laughs> yeah, so that's, um, if you don't mind, yeah. uh, go in a little bit more detail about uh, the life rules. Yeah, so I have I have several, but I'll share a few of them. Um, so water is super important for all of us. And so I have a, for, this is an easy one that people can incorporate. So before I have my morning cup of coffee, I have to have eight ounces of water. Nice. So while the coffee's brewing, I just pour water in there. So, you know, as you know, attaching habits to things that you're already mm-hmm. doing makes it easier. So that's a nice, easy rule. Yeah. So simple, but so profound. Yes. Like if you're listening, you're like, oh, that's nothing. That is when you add up 365 yes. times 10, yes. man, that makes a world of difference. Yeah, and your body will be really grateful that you just didn't dump in caffeine first thing in the morning on the kidney. So, <laughs> give, it, lots of people yeah. Do, yeah. so give it some water first, and then you can kind of take on that in and throughout your day. So if you're someone that drinks coffee throughout the day, then just make yourself have another eight ounces before you have nice. the second cup. I or if you're things. a Dr. Pepper person or whatever it is, mm-hmm. you know, just incorporate water before that. So that's a simple nice. one. One of the one that I'm most famous for is um, I've... I've had this rule for about 10 years, so no food through a window. Mm. So I don't um, take any food through a window, so that means no drive-throughs. So I haven't done that in 10 years. I don't bank nice. I don't bank through a window either. I don't take coffee through a window. Couple of reasons. So the going back to the fast food, do I still eat fast food? Yes, every now and then. But I have to park my car, I have to go in, I have to order with the person still, maybe yeah. it'll be a kiosk eventually, but with the person, <laughs> sit down and mindfully eat it. Because mm. when you take food through a window, you are you don't even remember eating that meal. Um, you're not paying any attention to the food. You're not paying attention into your consumption of how much going in. And it's there's nothing mindful about it. Yeah. So I've found, I've had several hundreds of people take this challenge with me, and all of them have reported back that... Um, some of them have gone three years out. You know, they followed it completely. Others nice. have just gone, yeah. When I think about Leanne saying no food through a window, I think, God, I have to stop the car and go in <laughs> and be seen eating. Yeah. You know, because a lot of us will like, well, if no one sees me, it doesn't count. Yeah. So even if it cuts your fast food eating in half, because then you go home and eat a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, that's still better than yes. anything from a fast food restaurant. So oh, yeah. that rule helps you take ownership um, of your life. It gives you an opportunity for a pause point of like, do I really want this? And um, it also can save you a ton of money, you know, nice. so if you eat at home. So that's, yeah. that's two. The third one um, would be that this is kind of a newer one and this one might be a but a stretch for most americans mm. but um i only eat out one meal a week nice very nice <laughs> so and that sometimes that rule gets um, broken on vacation mm. or like if I'm traveling to see the grandkids, you know, yep. I'm not like one of these, like now the no food through window, I plan on never breaking that because I've got 10 years underneath my belt. Yeah. And I can't, can't <laughs> do it now. But on, on most weeks we will only eat out one meal a week. And so that's kind of makes it a, again, back to kind of my growing up days. It's a mm-hmm. sacred event. It's yeah. something that me and my partner, we plan, we pick out the place we want to go. And at that one meal, we, eat whatever the heck we yeah. want. I like that <laughs> so, a lot. Yeah. yeah, and so that that kind of makes it fun. So um, those are probably the, like three kind of big ones in my life. Mm-hmm. I have lots of other ones, you know, bedtime, screen yeah. time, things like that. But I, I'm a firm believer our, we're, we work well under structure. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people say, well, Ann, I could never be that disciplined. Well, discipline is a muscle yeah. that when you use it, it becomes stronger. Um, I'm a Pisces, so I learned at a young age that if I didn't 
kind of start incorporating discipline in my life, I would never get anything accomplished because <laughs> I'd just be chasing butterflies for the rest yep. of my life. Um, so we have to um, use discipline to grow to grow that muscle. And there's nothing boring or wrong about discipline. It, yeah. It makes my life so much easier because it takes the decisions off the table. Yeah. So I don't have the decision of eating at a fast food going through the window. It's just not on the table. So that also helps with um, just knowing what your day is going to look like. Mm-hmm. It gives you that structure because in this world that we live in, we're always being pulled to unhealthy behaviors. There's not much that supports healthy behaviors. Yeah. So we as individuals have to take control of our life. And I promise you, my life's not boring. <laughs> but people think my life is boring. I'm like, no, I love my life. I love my health. I mean, I can do the things that I want to do. So I'm a big fan. If you don't want to call them rules, you know, come up with a different word. If you don't want to call it discipline, you know, come up with a different word for yourself that suits you. But be okay with that. Make that your friend because, you know, my life is a whole lot easier because. Yes, I love that. And we actually, it's crazy timing. In our Friday meeting last week, um, we had a quote that talked about easy choices, hard life, hard choices, easy life. Um, yes, and it's yeah. that paradox of, well, if I have this disciplined life, right. then I'm not having any fun. It's going right. to be so hard, but actually it makes life so much easier. Um, yeah. Just small, some of my morning rules, disciplines, is I have to spend my quiet time. I try yes. to get an hour in um, before doing anything, yeah. um, but sometimes it's 30 minutes. If we're traveling, right. then me and Collins will sit together and listen to some good talks while we're making some breakfast or something. Right. Um, but that little addition, that little discipline has made a profound impact because I'll catch myself as I'm preparing for my quiet time, I'll stub my toe uh-huh. or my dog will leave a toy out yes. or the counter was not wiped off and I'll just uh-huh. like be getting angry and angry. And yes. I was like, if I didn't go through my little time and carry this throughout the day, yeah. more and more would just add up and it would just be miserable. <laughs> yeah. Again, it goes back to as you're rushing through life, um, more of that stuff starts happening. So slow down, just yeah. slow down. And, <laughs> and you know, what meditation is over. It kind of um, one of those concepts that people are like, I could never do that. Yeah, mm-hmm. you can just quiet time. Yeah. You know, it doesn't change the word again, you yeah. know, quiet yeah. time enough where you're just being reflective of your decisions, you yeah. know, taking ownership. So my nickname is the Inspirational Drill Sergeant. So, <laughs> um, so I'm always going to, you know, encourage people to look at the hard truth of their life mm-hmm. um, and just lay it out on the table. Because, you know, if I'm a coach that's letting you be wimpy, what are your results going to be? Not any. <laughs> Not any. And you, know, you come to me for, you know, because you want to have progress. And so we're going to have to maybe have difficult conversations, which is uncomfortable for the coach and the client, mm. but that's how we make progress, yep. you know? So I, I always tell people, if you're not ready for honesty, you may go, you might need to find another coach <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. because I, I don't want to be the coach that's letting them stand at the plate, holding the bath the wrong way mm. and then expect them to perform. Yeah. So yeah. love it. Yeah. Love it. Um, let's talk a little bit about, so I'm going to get into two areas. Um, we'll start with healthcare and then we'll okay. get into social media because yeah. both of those um, very interesting topics. Right. Um, let's start with your experience in healthcare. Being um, the weight loss coach of being yeah. Christy, um, how has that given you given you new opportunities? But also, how has it limited you? Maybe. Yeah. So I first started um, with weight management back in 1998 to 2001, and then I left and went and worked for another um, weight loss organization. Then came back to Via Christy three years ago. So it's been quite the journey because I never really. Th- 
thought that I would be a weight loss coach. It wasn't like on my life plan. Actually, nothing was on my life plan. <laughs> Let's be honest. I was one of those. I just envied people that knew what they wanted to do in life, and I wasn't one of them. Um, but as I got involved in it, I just saw the power of you know how a structured program could help people. Um, so I've learned a ton you know, from being involved in the um, Via Christie Weight Management and the other company that I worked for of how the structure and the process works for people. Um, but I, what I found with weight management, so much has changed. Um, and really, I would say just in the last two years, really, this is the toughest time that I've ever experienced in, you know, um, weight management just because so much has changed in our environment, um, people think insurance should pay for everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> insurance doesn't pay for weight loss unless you're going to have the surgery. So if you're going to have the bariatric surgery, your insurance may cover for it. But just um, good old-fashioned you know, meal plan, it's, it's self-pay. Mm-hmm. And people don't like to hear that. So you know, it's kind of a challenge in the area of you know, how do we get people to engage in their health when they're going to have to pay for some of it. Help them identify that they're already spending this money somewhere else. So... Um, and being involved with um, kind of a nationwide company, um, Health Management Resources, you know, you, there's a lot of education that goes on there. And using their meal replacements make it, makes it pretty easy for the client to have success right away versus sending them to the grocery store mm. and then, okay, navigate the grocery store and figure out how you can um, put together a meal plan. Yeah, You know, that may have worked 10, 15 years ago, because there wasn't so many options at the grocery store either. I mean, now 80% of the grocery store is (laughs) non-food, you know, and 20% is food. So, uh, and now I forgot your question. So I'm like, Uh, yeah, yeah. you may have to repeat some of it to me. No, no, that's, so that's great. Giving us the experience, um, being in the weight loss program, um, sounds like insurance not covering it and people wanting it to be covered by insurance is is the problem Um, and we're seeing that across multiple different health areas and and insurance right now Um, so in that in that world what do you wish outside I guess insurance I'm maybe even answering my own question Um, what do you wish kind of would change in the healthcare space um, to make it easier for people to lose weight and get healthier well, first of all, I think it starts in the doctor's office that the doctors um, actually make referrals to programs, but also educate them that, hey, you ha- you as the patient have to take responsibility for this. Mm-hmm. Um, this is not something that insurance is going to cover. So if we can start off with the conversation at the doctor's office, and because I, I don't know how many doctors that I've talked to that they've actually said, I'm afraid to have this conversation with my patient. I don't want to mm-hmm. hurt their feelings. Yeah. And I'm like... You're their doctor. <laughs> it's not about, I mean, yeah. would, would you withhold that they have cancer? Yeah, you exactly. Know? And, you know, being overweight, we know that it's going to cause diabetes, mm. almost 100%. Yeah. It's going to cause all kinds of health issues. So I don't know, somehow to educate the doctors to have the, and I know their time is, you know, because of insurance, how they're yeah. reimbursed. They don't have much time with patients, but maybe having a health coach in every office. Mm. So if they can't have the, the difficult conversation, just say, hey, can you spend five minutes? minutes with this health health coach over here she's going to give you some resources some ideas that will fit your budget mm. that so have like a resource person kind of right on hand yeah um or or a call center or something yeah. but you know have have that done quickly because when a patient leaves the doctor's office um i've had people call and say i've been thinking about dial- dialing your number for three years oh wow i mean that just breaks my heart yeah. so three years have passed of them having more bad habits of you know more sh- shame more um just all those emotions that go with not being healthy mm-hmm. they're embarrassed about it they're afraid they don't feel like anybody would understand but there's 70 percent of americans are overweight yeah 
so, you know, how do we how do we get these people into a setting where they can be successful and and not go on the next fad diet? Yeah. Not just chase the next shiny object that <laughs> is the promise of happiness because I can guarantee you there's no number on the scale that's going to make you happy. Yeah. So I'm really passionate about helping people kind of take the the big journey of like you know how can we improve your everyday quality of life? Very nice. What can we do? Very nice. Love that. So. Um, for all my healthcare innovators out there looking to transform uh, the world, change the world, um, having those health coaches on site um, would make a profound difference. The doctors don't want to have those conversations. Right. They may not have the time. Um, and it can just, just that, even that one conversation, letting yes. people know, like, you're not alone in this. There are options yeah. to make this incorporate into what you already do on a daily basis. Um, that could make a huge, huge impact. Um, and there are some innovative companies out there. I'm trying to think of some. Um, none are popping in my head right off the top um, that are kind of moving in that direction. I was um, brought up by um, a local guy, Jacob Wayman, who talked about um, down in San Antonio, one of his good friends is CEO of a hospital system, and they were building gyms on site. Oh, wow. Um, so that's yeah. a nice first step. It's early, of course. Yeah. Um, and it'll take a while for it to kind of catch on, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, but those are some good signs of it's, it's going in the right direction. Um, so next, I want to talk about... You leveraging social media because I'm yeah. seeing you on social media. Very inspiring. You're very inspiring a person. I love it because um, now my energy's yeah, going up good. again. Yeah, for the evening push, I'm going to be great. Um, but talk about um, how you got into social media. Were you scared at first, being from your generation? Um, I know a lot of people, um, 50 plus, are just yeah. like, it's just not for me. It's too scary. I don't know how to use it. Um, but you went all in, and yeah. I love seeing your posts now. So, yeah, <laughs> explain a little bit about that. Hell, yeah. And, you know, I think I've been on Facebook nine years. I don't know. And I don't remember why I started. You know, but it's definitely changed why I still am on there now. So mm. um, kind of my big push now. On, I, I think Facebook is an amazing tool if used appropriately. Mm. So um, part of my daily task on social media is to be real, raw, unedited, completely authentic. Mm -hmm. And because I, I think our society is just starving for that. Yeah. So you kind of can build your tribe and touch so many lives um, outside of your, you know, we all have our inner circle that we can impact, but I want to impact a bigger, bigger circle than that. So I just, I just go all in, you know, what you see on Facebook is what you'd see if you came to my house, you mm -hmm. know, so, um, you know, I, when I first started doing my live videos, I think the first one I did, I did straight after a hot yoga class because uh -huh. I, I even said, I can't look worse than this, <laughs> you know, so you just, you know, and not everybody's called to do that. Yeah. I really feel an inner calling to, um, use social media platform to touch more lives, um, to coach and help as many people as I can. And, you know, it's, it's a pretty cool tool, um, and, you know, I also have a son that has a mental illness. So um, and I, I want people to kind of also know that there's hope in that arena, too, because in healthcare, that's kind of a whole nother ball of wax of mm. how broken that system is. But, you know, um, people just want to know that someone's on their side. And so I found in coaching face to face and on social media, what makes the person most likely to succeed mm -hmm. is having someone support and love them on their journey. As simple as that. You know, I could share a bazillion tips and tricks about how to meal prep and blah, 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 <laughs> you know, and just just throw all these facts and knowledge out there. But if people don't trust me, it doesn't make any difference. And the only way you build trust with someone is by being you. 
And so I don't care if people don't like me. They can just unfriend me. <laughs> I mean, you know, um, because I obviously we're all built, you know, differently mm-hmm. to attract different tribes. And I know I'll do a really, really good job um, supporting my tribe. And, you know, someone else who has a totally different personality um, will do a great job for supporting their tribe. So social media to me is a godsend. And I'm a very social creature, um, but I don't like crowds. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of weird, like in in my real life, like these kind of settings, you know, a small group of people, I'm, I love that, but I still have this internal need to be part of big things. Mm-hmm. Um, so social media, Facebook, especially gives me that opportunity to kind of be part of this big picture. And I started coaching with a, um, a social media guy a couple of years ago, and that really kind of changed, um, my game on there because, yeah. um, Facebook I mean, really, you need a PhD in it. <laughs> I mean, you can. I mean, you could there get a PhD man, in a Facebook. There's a lot to do on there, and it's always changing. But New it's so much fun. Yeah. I mean, to me, I'm, I, I start a 100-day summer camp today with my coach. Nice. And so me, my I'm an adventurous type, and I loved camping, Girl Scout camping as a, as a kid. And so I'm like, oh, man, we get, we get um, camp counselors. We get all this stuff. So, you know, make social media fun. Make mm-hmm. it positive. Um, but be you. Don't try to copycat, you know, someone else that is on a different mission, you know, so find someone that has a dream similar to yours, get mentored, but be you. So mm. be, cause people seriously are just starving for that authentic communication. So I hear every day, you know, from total strangers, well, they're on my Facebook page. I maybe have never met, met them, but we've built a relationship and they'll say, Lane, you've really impacted my nice. life. Very and nice. so you know, if I just did, you know, the traditional um, meet one-on-one. There's only so so much of me that can go around, yeah. you know, and I believe God gave me a gift, so I'm going to use it. <laughs> yes, love that. That is awesome. That is awesome. Do you have anything else that you'd like to share in regards to your experience? Um, anything that we didn't get a hit on today? You know, just if you're someone that's uh, struggling to take that first step to, you know, making some change to your, your lifestyle, you know, don't get overwhelmed. So reach out for help. You can, you know, find me or you on Facebook. Mm-hmm. You know, there's plenty of people that are willing to give you that hand up. So don't be afraid to ask for that help um, because this is um, in some ways easier than people are thinking, but we have to realize that um, a healthy lifestyle is a journey, not a desti- destination. So, if you're 50 pounds overweight, or if you're completely out of shape, um, let's have realistic goals and realize yeah. it's going to take um, a lot more effort than you realize um, to get back to where you were. So, being unhealthy requires no effort. Being healthy requires a ton of effort. So, the 10x rule book is very <laughs> helpful. But just you know, there's no shame. You know, we live in a world that doesn't support health. So don't be embarrassed about asking for help. And, you know, I'm here for you. So reach out. Yes, yes. Check out Leanne online. As we talked about yep. Facebook, Go Big with Leanne. Extremely inspiring. Um, that's why I wanted to bring her on the show. Also wanted to bring her on because this is about healthcare, And the new healthcare is about wellness, um, prevention. We see these chronic diseases. Everybody's family most likely has been touched by one or another. Um, I know mine has, Collins has, um, Leanne mentioned um, family members. Um, it's very important to understand that 
we can take control. Um, and with healthcare costs going through the roof, right. you don't want those coming knocking no. on your door. Nope. <laughs> and the best right. way to do that is to live a healthy lifestyle. That's so, exactly right. Thank you so much, Leanne. Um, if you've got a tag by the chance, where were these? Where should these guys find you? Well, I'm horrible about keeping my business page up, but Go Big with Leanne is easier to find. And then just head on over to my personal page, which, which is just Leanne Moore. So, awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you guys for joining us. This was episode one of Millennials in Healthcare. I'm the Millennial Miguel Johns here with our first guest, Leanne Moore. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you very much. Peace out, guys. Yep.